are listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, August 1st, 2013. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar is scheduled for September through October 2013. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event The SLA Alumni Event is exclusively for alumni of the SLA Seminar and is designed to accelerate the process of discovering your life purpose. The topic of this year's alumni event is calling. The event was held in June in Dallas. If you would like a recording of this event, please check the website for details. The Business Transformation Series Seminar The next BTS seminar will be presented in October. These seminars provide in-depth teaching on the Beyond Babel model presented in Dr. Chester's book, Beyond Babel. Details, including the specific topic for the event, will be published on the website in a few weeks. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Hiring the Wicked. One of the key activities of every organization is making hiring decisions. Most of the decisions are based on the perceived skills needed by the organization. Candidates are screened to determine the most qualified people. Many times there are laws that prohibit discrimination based on various criteria such as race, gender, handicaps, religious affiliation, national origin, familial status, and so forth. In the typical hiring process, however, there is generally little consideration of the spiritual status of the candidates. And in some countries, the laws will not permit such consideration. Notwithstanding the potential legal issues, there is still a question about the correlation of the spiritual reality operative in people and the physical, tangible work they produce. To disregard the spiritual reality of workers in making hiring decisions, one must assume spiritual reality is not relevant to the workplace. This is a naturalistic slash deistic view of reality. A biblical view of reality provides a different perspective. To enjoy favor and tangible blessings in the workplace requires sound spiritual reality in the lives of the workers of the organization. Consider Psalm 1, which reads as follows. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. In this text, prosperity in the natural, that is, favor and blessings in the tangible realm, is linked to the spiritual reality of delighting in the law of the Lord, that is, God's written revelation. 
In other words, a person who delights in the word of God is aligning with the will and ways of God. Conversely, the wicked, those who do not align with the will and ways of God, will not prosper but will perish. The idea of perishing suggests judgment. We might assume that the psalmist is referring to physical death, but barring the return of Christ, everyone will die physically, so this interpretation is suspect. Or we might assume that perish refers to the second death. The wicked will experience the second death, but those who know the Lord will be spared this death. Therefore, this interpretation is possible. But I suggest another possible way to understand perish is to note the contrast between the two spiritual states, namely alignment with the will and ways of God that leads to prosperity in the tangible, and misalignment leads to the opposite of prosperity, that is failure to prosper in the tangible. As for the support for this understanding, consider the following verses, which in each case connects the ungodly, or the wicked, to the opposite of prosperity. Proverbs 3, verse 33. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. Proverbs 11, verse 5. The righteousness of the blameless makes a straight way for them, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteous man is rescued from trouble, and it comes on the wicked instead. Proverbs 11, verse 8. Scripture seems clear. Spiritual reality affects a person's ability to work and prosper in the natural world. We might ask, however, that if prosperity is connected to alignment with the will and ways of God, then why do some wicked people seem to prosper? Psalm 73 answers this question. When wicked people prosper, the prosperity is a setup for divine judgment. See Psalm 73, verses 16 through 19. Any prosperity of the wicked and the natural is short-term and will end badly. Enduring prosperity can only come through alignment with the will and ways of God. Others argue that the righteous should hire the wicked to evangelize them. While this sounds noble, it is a difficult position to support. Consider the truth that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he or she has been born again, which is the sovereign work of the Holy Spirit. Note John 3. So if you don't see evidence of the Holy Spirit working in a person's life, you have no assurance that the person, know, person knows Christ or will come to know Christ. It will therefore be presumptuous to hire people who do not show any spiritual life. Furthermore, since organizational leaders are responsible to steward the organizations to produce a profit, see Luke 19, verses 11 through 27, presuming to hire the wicked to scratch an evangelistic itch will not justify irresponsible stewardship. There are plenty of opportunities to bear witness to Christ before wicked people. One of the best ways is to build world-class organizations that reflect Christ. Some may think that I am making the case to hire only Christians. I am not making the case for hiring people who claim to be followers of Christ, but whose lives do not reflect it. I would agree that one should hire genuine Christians, those whose lives reflect the reality of Christ. Sometimes, however, genuine Christians are immature and hard to distinguish from those who profess Christ but do not know him. Consequently, wise hiring decisions require spiritual discernment. If you're persuaded that scripture connects tangible blessings with sound spiritual reality in the lives of workers, why would you hire the wicked? Sadly, most Christian employers are happy hiring based on worldly practice. Perhaps they perceive that worldly practices work. But if the scripture is true, the seeming prosperity of the wicked can only be a short-term reality. 
Long term, the wicked will not prosper in any area of life, including work. If hiring the wicked will not bring blessing to your organization, what should you do? May I suggest that you hire people who seek to align with the will and ways of God. But you might say, there are so few. I agree. So what then? If you cannot find people to hire who are aligned with the will and ways of God, then look for those who demonstrate humility, submission, and teachability. This is a sign of the Holy Spirit at work, which gives you reason to believe that they may be genuine Christians, but immature. If so, you may be able to disciple that person into maturity in the will and ways of God and consequently develop a great worker, someone who will prosper and therefore it will help your organization prosper. What if you have a need but cannot find a genuine Christian? Have no fear. God is fully aware of your situation. Either you have not discerned God's provision or you are trying to grow faster than God wishes. Either way, slow down. Seek the Lord. Trust Him. Remember the secret to hiring is not hiring professing Christians, Christians in name only. It is hiring genuine Christians or those in the process of becoming genuine Christians. Don't assume that you can hire the wicked and expect divine blessings. Don't be deceived into hiring wicked people who seem to have success in business. In the end, this success will prove to be an illusion. And don't rationalize hiring the wicked to evangelize them. You cannot faithfully steward your organization by hiring those who will not be blessed at work. Follow the will and ways of God for hiring, and you will enjoy the blessings of God. Prosperity in your organization, that is true success.